Bibles and go to Ezekiel tonight. Ezekiel chapter number 37 is where we'll find our place. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to be here Sunday. And uh, like I told you, it, it, it killed me, especially Sunday night being uh, our junior camp service. And uh, just being able to tune in was a blessing and, and see and hear the testimonies of our juniors. And uh, praise the Lord for all, all the Lord did uh, in their life last week. But, uh, you know, it, I didn't get a chance to testify, so I want to, you know, get my testimony in tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I will say this. It was a, it was a blessing to take our, our kids, uh, your juniors, to, uh, to church camp, to junior camp. And uh, it, it really was uh, fun. We, we had an awesome time. Uh, you know, one thing that, that stuck out to me, uh, I'll just say this one thing, but, uh, as we were in the tabernacle in there, you come in there and they have a, a phrase across the, the top rafter, the, the ceiling rafters or whatever, the trusses there. And, uh, it says this, and I loved it. I, I really, it, it encouraged me. Uh, and it said this, it is easier to... Let me see if I can remember it now. It's going it's to haunt me. It's easier to build boys and girls than to repair men and women. And uh, I thought, you know, sometimes we wonder, why, why do we do all this with these young people? You know, uh, man, the teenagers, they teen camp, youth congress, pastors got some boys up there at the preacher boy thing. You know, we, we do VBS for our, our juniors, and we take them to junior camp. And, you know, the whole summer, we're, we're spending our, our life, our time, our money. Somebody say amen. Uh, you know, investing in these young people. You know, wh- why do we do such a thing? Why do we uh, get hung up on, on young people around here? And... Uh, I couldn't agree with that statement more because it's easier to build boys and girls to get them early than it is to repair men and women at a later stage in their life. That's why we do what we do uh, with these young people. And, uh, you know, that just kind of stuck out to me. And I'll say this, hearing them testify and hearing how the Lord's working in their life, uh, it's worth it to me. You know, it's worth it to serve the Lord and uh, be able to minister to these young people. And uh, I thank God for them. And uh, they were a blessing to me. And I know they were a blessing to y'all Sunday night as well. So keep praying for them. Amen. Ezekiel chapter number 37. If you found your place there, would you say amen? Let's begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon me. I'd like that tonight. Amen. And carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, 
O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring, bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above. Notice this, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Very interesting passage of Scripture that we find here in Ezekiel chapter 37, isn't it? Of course, we know the, the, the book is the book of Ezekiel, and that is who is in this passage of Scripture. It is the man of God, the prophet of the Lord, Ezekiel. And, and what we find as we come to chapter number 37 is God, He, he, he takes Ezekiel to this valley, this valley of dry bones. And he, he takes him there to, he wants to show him some things, right? And we see this all throughout Scripture with the prophets and, and how the Lord would work and how the Lord would speak to these men. But God takes Ezekiel, the man of God, to this valley. And it, it, it's a dream, if you will, maybe, a, some sort of vision. Uh, and he's got some things that he wants to show the prophet Ezekiel concerning God's people, the nation of Israel. God begins to give a very interesting command to Ezekiel, doesn't he? Uh, he begins to tell Ezekiel to prophesy, in other words, to speak, to preach, whatever you want to translate it as, to this valley of dry bones. These bones that are there in this valley. And he, just in the chapter before, it's very interesting that the Lord tells him, hey, I want you to preach and prophesy to this mountainside. And so this isn't something super new that Ezekiel uh, has found himself in but and that the Lord has kind of requested of Ezekiel, but a very interesting command, a very strange command from the Lord to the man of God, the prophet Ezekiel. I began to think about that. You know, sometimes the Lord, He asks us to do some strange things, doesn't He? Uh, he, he requests some very odd things at times, does he not? And, 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 and maybe even sometimes, and I can imagine Ezekiel here, he's kind of like, what in the world are you, you want me to talk to these dead, dry bones here in this valley? You want me to prophesy to these dead, dry bones? What in the world do you have me doing, Lord? Sometimes we, we, as God's people, we, we, we hear the Lord tell us to do some things that don't make a whole lot of sense right out the gate, do they? But I, I believe and I'm thankful that Ezekiel did obey the commandment of the Lord. He didn't ask why. Uh, even though it was a strange request, even though it was something very 
weird, uh, very maybe even unheard of. Uh, he didn't ask why, but he obeyed the Lord, and he was able to witness something uh, very, very interesting by the end of the story, wasn't he? And so I, I would say it like this. I, I wonder what, what command, what request has God been asking of you lately? What is it that God has been maybe even requiring of you? Something that you may think odd for the time being. Something that you may not even understand right now. Are you asking why? Or are you obeying the very command of God tonight? And, and, and so we find here these bones. And we find Ezekiel the prophet. He's going to prophesy and preach to these bones. And, and tell what the Lord is trying to show them. We find these bones, I believe they're a, a remnant of some sort of maybe a Jewish army that had been defeated at one time or another. Now they were obviously, this army was dead. They were obviously, as the Bible tells us, very dry. They had been there for quite some time now. They were defeated, they were dead, they were very dry bones in this passage of Scripture. Uh, and how does that apply to you and I tonight? Well, maybe you're here tonight, and I, I don't know exactly what everybody's dealing with. Uh, I, I don't know what, what type of uh, news you've received today. I, I don't know what type, of, uh, what type of storms or trials that you uh, have been asked to go through tonight, but maybe you're here, and just like these bones in this passage of Scripture, you feel defeated. You feel... Dead even. You're very dry. You've lost your fire. You've lost the touch. You've lost your vitality. There's nothing exciting about you concerning spiritual things, concerning the Lord anymore. You feel defeated. You feel dead. You feel very dry. And with the help of the Lord tonight, I believe we find some things in this passage of Scripture of what Ezekiel is going to preach about to these bones and maybe even some things concerning the characteristics of these bones. And I want to preach for a few moments on this thought on how to live again. You and I, we all, as, as, as the people of God, as Christians, it's, it's, a, it's a, a life of ups and downs, is it not? <clears throat> Do you ever find yourself, you're, you're on fire for God one minute and then Two or three weeks later, you, 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 can't, you, you read all the scripture you can, you listen to all the gospel songs you want to, and listen to all the preaching aside from church that you want to, and it just, it just ain't clicking. It's just not, you know, you just can't get on fire. You can't wake up. You can't get excited about the things of God anymore. Look, that's real, church. That's real. But I believe there's some things that we can be reminded of in, in this passage of scripture on how we can live again. I want you to notice, number one, I believe if we're going to live again, I believe if we're going to uh, uh, fight another day, if we're going to get on fire for God, hey, if we're going to have revival in this nation, I believe, number one, we need to remember God's power. <clears throat> we need to remember God's power. Notice what verse number three says. And he said unto me, Son of man... This is the Lord requesting something of Ezekiel. 
Son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Once again, an, an, an odd question from the Lord to Ezekiel. Can these bones live? And you see Ezekiel's answer there. He says, O Lord God, Thou knowest. And it's almost as if Ezekiel insinuates, Lord, humanly speaking, I, I see bones, I see dead stuff, I see something that doesn't have life. Physically speaking, no, these bones cannot live. But Lord, maybe You know how these bones are going to live. Surely I understand You enough by now to understand and to know that You know all things and You can do all things. He says, O Lord God, Thou knowest. I don't know how, Lord, but You do. Lord, I don't know how You're going to make this work, how You're going to raise up these bones to live, but You know. And you have the power to do so. And I, I look, I want to make an announcement tonight that God is the only one who has the power to take something dead, to take something defeated, to take something as dry as bones and make it live again. Remember God's power. We need to remember some things. I, I, almost, I almost want that question to be posed, can these bones live? And then for Ezekiel to say, God can. Can these bones live? God can. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? God can. Is He able to do something? God can. Can God? I believe God can. We need to remember the power of the Lord tonight. God can save in 2023. God can satisfy your need. He can supply what you need. He can sanctify still. He can still secure you and I. He can settle your heart. He can comfort you. God has the power to still do some things in this day and in this hour. And I believe that uh, if we're going to live again, if we're going to have revival, uh, if we're going to come in here afresh and anew, I believe we need to remember that we still serve a God who can. And He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Amen. I wonder if we have anybody, anybody here tonight that, that believes that we still serve a God who can. We still serve a God tonight who has power to do some things. Boy, you begin to look back even at where, where this church has, has come out of. What, what this church has done this last year. God can. God still has power. Maybe, maybe, there, might have, there might have even been some people who at that auction had, had some doubts. Uh, well, I wonder if God really can. God can and He did. Amen? Maybe you're dealing with something tonight that you've got doubts about. Maybe you're, you're dealing with some things tonight, a decision that's out ahead of you that you're fearful about. I want to tell you tonight, God can. God can. You need to remember God's power. Those questions that I, I think about, those questions that are, that are posed concerning the very power of God. We know there in Psalm 78, it's been preached here many times, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? If there's anybody that can do it, it's God. Amen. God can take something dead. 
God can take something defeated. God can take something that uh, has no life in it and give life to it. God can tonight. God can. He can supply your every need. He can meet your every need. He can save. If you're here tonight and you're lost, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you're not too far gone that He cannot save you. There's no person that God cannot save. There's no problem that God cannot fix. Uh, there's There's no storm that God cannot get you through. There, there's, no, there's no person that, that God cannot defeat. God can tonight. We need to come to a place where we remember God's power. And every now and then, it's always a good reminder to just look back and see the power of God on our lives. Uh, well, I want you to remember where you were when God reached down His unseen hand in your life and pulled you up, lifted you up, and saved you from a devil's hell. That's power. God's the only one that has power to do so. We need to remember God's power tonight. God can. If we're going to live again, I believe number one, we've got to remember God's power. Can these bones live? He asked Ezekiel, O Lord God, Thou knowest. And he does. He knows it all, doesn't he? Remember God's power. If we're going to live again, I believe not only do we need to remember the very power of God but I, I believe this would be good. We, we need to read God's plan. Somebody help me tonight. We need to read God's plan. Notice what your Bible says there in verse number 4. Again, He said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Brother Zach, now your point is read, read God's Word. Read God's plan. He says, here, hear the, the Word of the Lord. Well, we understand in Ezekiel's day, the people of God, they did not have the completed Word of God, did they? Uh, they didn't have the, the finished work of God, the, the finished Word of God uh, in, their, in their grasp and in their possession. So God, in that day, He did speak audibly through prophets and priests and, and to the people. But tonight, we have the very Word of God that we hold in our hands tonight. We have the finished Word of God and, and to show us how to live. And I believe if we're going to come alive again, if we're going to be regenerated, if we're going to be revived, if you will, I believe we need to get our nose in this book tonight. This book that we hold in our hand is not just another, uh, another book that you check out of the library. Uh, it, it's not some commentary. It, those are good things. Uh, but this book will revive you. This book has power to do things. And I, I, I believe that we need to read God's Word. Read His Word. If we're going to live again, if we're going to have revival, we need to read God's Word. Just, just last week, I, I can remember when we got to junior camp, and uh, I, I believe it was the first sermon that, uh, that we were sitting down for, and you know, we had been busy uh, that Monday, we, had, we got up early, we got on the road, and you know, we got our juniors up to camp there, and uh, you know, you can crucify me later, I wasn't able to read my Bible that morning, and, uh, and so when we sat down Monday night for the sermon, uh, it was the first time I'd opened God's Word that day. 
And uh, I, I can't remember, was that the sermon, kiddos? Was that when he preached on Job, eschewing evil? Is that right, maybe? What was the first sermon? Obeying your parents? Very good. Was that Ansley or was that Miss Elisa? Very, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It was. I should. I should remember, but I'll tell you why I didn't in a minute. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we opened. We opened the very word of God, and, and the, the the preacher began to preach on that subject. Uh, and you know, I can just remember sitting there thinking, and uh, man, this book has power because. Sadly, I mean, I, I didn't hear anything that the preacher was saying. I was opening the Word of God, and, and I was reading the Word of God, but there was conviction falling on me of things that had nothing to do with the message. Uh, there, were, there were things that maybe the Lord needed to just tell me that had nothing to do with that message, but because I had His Word sitting in front of me, uh, He was able to get some things through to me uh, and convict me of some things. I, I say that to say this, that... There's power in this book, church. There's power in His Word. Uh, and, and, and we are doing ourselves a great disservice by not reading it. By letting it sit on a shelf tonight. By not picking it up each and every hour, each and every minute that we have. We need to read God's plan. What's God's plan for your life? What's God's plan for your future? Everything that we do need to know, to understand, to live, to be revived, to be regenerated, to have revival. Everything that we need is in this book tonight. And we need to read God's Word. The Lord tells Ezekiel to preach to these bones, hear the Word of the Lord. Not only do we need to remember God's power, we need to read God's plan. I believe lastly tonight, we need to request God's presence. Need to request God's presence. I want you to notice verse number nine. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Breathe upon these slain, these bones that they May live. I want you to look at verse number 8, what it says. This is very interesting. Verse number 8, And when I beheld, lo, the sinews... Do you know what sinews are? Who's ever skinned a deer in here? Amen. Yeah, you know what sinew, that silver skin is, right? Them tendons-like features, okay? And, and, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews, and the flesh came upon them, up upon them, and the skin covered them above... Notice this. But there was no breath in them. Ezekiel's prophesying. He's doing all that the Lord's telling him to do. And, and before he knows it, these bones are coming together. These bones are, are forming a, an actual skeleton. And then even further than that, it's starting to, to, to take skin and take uh, features and, and tendons. And uh, before he knows it, I, I believe he's looking at a, a body, a, a, a physical body there in this valley. It was just bones, and now uh, he begins to preach, and, and, and some things begin to take place. Very, very interesting story here. But he comes there in verse number 8, and he's, he's looking, and this is just a body. It's not moving. It has no breath in it. 
the Bible says. It has no life in it. It has no breath in it. No, no spirit in it. No life in it. Everything that Ezekiel was seeing was looking like a person on the outside. Exterior feature looked like what it should. Looked like a soldier, a military soldier, if you will. A person on the outside, but it still had no life in it until God breathed. Until God breathed life into these bones. Well, I began to think about that, and I just, I just was reading this earlier. This was not the application this morning of this point. But, but I, I, was, I began to read this, and I, I began to think, you know, we, we do an awful good job of making things look good on the outside, don't we? I, I mean, exterior feature, our, our, our smiles, our faces, on the outward, we, we know how to put it on, don't we? Well, we, we know how to, how to put it on at church. We know the right things to say, the right time to say amen. Somebody say amen. We, we know the right things to say and, and, and the, the right way to look. And, and, and boy, we've, we've come to a place where we know how to, how to look, look, make it like everything's okay on the outside. What's our Bible tell us, though? Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And, and look, I, I want to say this tonight. Uh, we can all do a good job. You, you may be here tonight, and you can do a good job of fooling everybody around you to make it look like you're saved. But inside your heart, you're not saved. You, you've been going to church all your life. You've learned what to do and what to say and when to be in the house of God and how to read your Bible. On the outward appearance, the outward, outward side, you look, you look like a Christian. You look like you're saved. But God sees right through all of that. And the breath of God is not breathed in you. You have not asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you. And I, you know, I, like I said, I, I didn't have that plan. I didn't have that application to give tonight. But uh, the Lord decided to, to change my plan. And look, I, I just want to say that you need to request God's presence in your life. Ask the Lord to come into your heart and save you. Been putting on too long. Hell is, hell is too, too hot and eternity is too long to gamble with your soul. You don't need to worry about what people are going to say. Oh, I thought they were saved. I thought they were a Christian. I thought they, uh, they, they you know, were, were, were genuine. I, because at, at the end of it all, when it comes judgment time, you're not going to be able to tell the Lord, well, I just didn't want to offend. I didn't want to betray anybody. I, I, I cared too much about what people thought. You need to get it settled tonight. Say, Brother Zach, it's a Wednesday night. Nobody's supposed to get saved at a midweek meeting. That's not how the Lord operates. And, and, and if I were you, and I've been faking and I've been putting on all my life, and I've never truly asked Jesus to come into my heart and save me, 
What awaits for, for you on the other side of that is a place called hell. And it, it ain't what TV t- says it is. It's a place where the worm dieth not. It's a place of darkness. It's a place of total and utter disarray. Fire for all of eternity. It's not quenched. It never stops. I'm not trying to scare anybody in here tonight, but look, the Lord told me to to preach this, and I want to obey Him. And so, uh, look, if you're not saved, if you've never asked the Lord to come into your heart and save you, I, I beg of you tonight to request His presence in your heart. Ask Him to come into your heart and save you before it's eternally too late. How to live again. I believe we need to remember God's power. When's the last time that you just kind of looked back on everything God's done in your life and just thanked Him for showing out? Thanked Him for what He's done in your life. For His provision. For His prayers. For all those things and for how He has moved and worked in, our, in your life. Remember God's power and I believe before you know it, you're going to be revived. You're going to be on fire for Him again, looking back and seeing what God's done in your life. We need to read the Word of God. Read God's Word. If we're going to live again, I believe we need to get in this book, see what the Lord has to say. Then we need to request God's presence. Request God's presence. I know I applied it to the lost tonight, but I believe that would be good for you and I as God's people to request the very presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, I, I, I want His touch. I, I, want, I want His His touch, His hand, the very Holy Ghost of God to, to be on me, to be in my life and to be evident and to be real. But He's not going to do that unless we request it. Ye ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. Ye have not, because ye ask not. We need to request some things. Let's do business with the Lord tonight. Every head bowed, every eye closed as we all stand to our feet. Heavenly Father, Lord, we do love you tonight. And God, we thank you for your word. Lord, I I thank you that it's quick and it's powerful. Lord, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, I I pray that you would bless this message. Lord, you would bless the reading of your word. Father, I pray that if there's one here, most of all tonight, that's lost and undone. Lord, their, their future is hell. Lord, they've been putting on for far too long. Lord, they've been faking. Lord, they've, they've never truly asked you to come into their heart and save them. God, I pray you'd move. Lord, I pray that you would convict until they have asked you to come into their heart and save them. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for everything you'll say and do with this invitation. For it's in your name we do pray. Amen. Miss Michelle is playing. This this altar's open tonight. Come and do business with the Lord. Maybe it's been a while since you've just thanked the Lord for His hand, His power in your life and showing that, displaying that as He has. 
don't know the Lord as personal Savior, there's never been a time in your life where you've given your heart to God. You come grab one of us. We'd love to share the scriptures with you. Have you make that decision before you walk out these doors tonight. time was that you felt the breath of God in your life. Truly felt His presence. Truly felt Him moving. Michelle continues to play. We're going to take a few moments to pray tonight. We're not in a hurry. You do business with the Lord. Open. The Lord's speaking to you. You come to the 
this altar and get it settled, get it right. If you're glad you came to church tonight, would you say amen? amen. If, if, if God can take defeated, dead, dry bones and bring, breathe life into them, I know that he has the power to do some things in our life. Amen? amen. God can. Uh, and he will. Kept thinking about those three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. And uh, they believed that the Lord was able. But they said, but if not, our God is able to, do, to deliver us from that burning, fiery furnace. Uh, what faith in a, in a furnace filled with fire, amen, that those three Hebrew boys had that day. And uh, I, think, I think it blesses the Lord to know that we, we believe in him and believe that he can and he will. And so uh, let's, let's remember that uh, as we leave tonight. Uh, any, any other announcements, Brother John? Anything that I know you covered some earlier? Uh, yeah, we will have Soul Winning Outreach this Saturday. And, and, you know, it's normally first and fourth, and this is the fourth Saturday this Saturday, but we have a fifth Saturday, you know, this month. And so, but that is our generation conference. So it kind of works out. We'll still keep it first and fourth Saturday. Uh, right now, and so uh, you be in your place there. Uh, we'll we'll go out to an area Saturday and uh, share the gospel uh, as the Lord allows. And so, uh, you know, if you got questions about that, kind of unsure about that, uh, come see me. We'll try to uh, help you through some things. And uh, I think probably before long, we'll have some more uh, soul winning training, that sort of thing that we'll do. Uh, but uh, it's it's 
the best ministry probably that our church does is, is